everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We have one of our favorite supporting actors in Christmas 2022. We have Brian Sills here. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my gosh. What a delight to be here with an intro like that. I feel like I could, I could stay all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we like to do with new guests is we like to learn a little bit about you. And so like if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got inspired to get into acting. How'd you get started? Oh gosh. Okay. So hi everybody. My name is Brian Sills. Um, I started acting, I mean, even like as a little kid, I used to write plays for like my, my class to do like in elementary school with uh -huh. a really great role for me, of course, and great sort of peripheral roles for everybody else. Um, but I always sort of was, I don't know, I've always sort of something I wanted to do. I did community theater growing up. Uh, and then I ended up going to a theater school. I, I currently live in Toronto. I lived in the States for a long time and now I'm back in Toronto. Toronto is my hometown. And actually, Catherine Davis, another beloved uh, Christmas uh, star, Catherine yeah, Davis, one of our faves. We went to the same theater school, which was, at the time, it was called Ryerson Theater School at Ryerson University. The university is now called the Metropolitan Toronto University. They changed the name a few times. So uh -huh. it's a university. And we studied, we both studied there. I was a little bit ahead of her. And then, um, yeah, I just sort of followed that. And after theater school and studying, I, I was working in theater in Toronto. And then I ended up booking the, what was then the original tour of The Lion King. Um, mm. And that's what took me to the US. And I ended up living in the US for like 18 years and uh, I love it. It's my second home. And um, yeah, and then sort of lived all over the place down there, primarily mm. in New yeah. So you do musical theater then? I do. Singer. I've been known to I've been known to hum a tune. Here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when you did community theater, did you have like standout roles? They were your favorite. Oh gosh, let me see. So one of them. Oh gosh, the first play I did was dreadful, and that stands out just because it was such a. It was like this drama that they did at Christmas time. I don't know who did the planning. Who was planning that season? <laughs> But it was this drama about like a like this family being held hostage, and I oh was son. I know. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> uh, it was like alternate programming, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I was just excited to be a part of it. So, yeah. so that one definitely stands out. But perhaps for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then I did. Oh, I did this comedy called Enter Laughing, uh, which was like my first sort of lead comedic role. Uh -huh. Uh, took place in like the uh, in the twenties, I believe, sort of vaudeville era, and about this kid wanting to get into show business, and it was yeah, that was I remember being like overwhelmed. Yeah. I was like on stage the whole time, and still like in I think I was in college at that point, but just kind of being like, oh my gosh, um, it was just exciting. I loved it, yeah. and everybody in those community theaters I worked with were so delightful and welcoming, and just a delight, just a yeah. delight. So then how did you make the jump from community theater to getting uh, on a, a national tour with uh, with Lion King? Sure. So when I graduated um, theater school, um, I had an agent and sort of um, I was very lucky in that I walked out of school and straight into a lot of theater work in mm -hmm. Toronto. But then also uh, outside of Toronto, there's some great like summer stock stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like great small towns throughout like Northern Ontario, cottage mm -hmm. country everybody leaves Toronto and goes north for the winter to the cottages and things. And they, uh, so many of these small towns have theaters. 
And I would spend like my summers going from theater to theater to theater to theater, doing shows. And then I was doing some shows here in Toronto. Um, I was in uh, the production. Remember when they redid You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown on Broadway? Mm-hmm. So the Toronto production, I was Snoopy in the Toronto production. of that. Oh, fun. And then it was just after that, that was around 2000, I think. And uh, and then just after that, I booked the Lion King tour. There was, a tr- there was a Toronto production of it that I had auditioned for many times, but didn't get into because nobody left that show because they were all like, this is a great gig and I'm staying. Um, and uh, then they started this new tour in, that started in Chicago. And I got a call one day out of the blue saying, hey, does, does Brian want to move to Chicago? And mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let me pack my bags uh, yeah. and the rest is history. And it was, it's exactly, so February of this year is exactly 20 years ago that that tour started and I started my American adventure and it was amazing. That's so cool. I love musical theater. And uh, me too. I'm probably as much of a junkie of musical theater as I am of Hallmark. So. <laughs> great. <laughs> Christmas these, are great movies. these are great things to be obsessed with. Yes. <laughs> so do you remember the first role that you ever got on screen? The first role I got on screen, well, yeah, so I was I was still in theater school and I booked like one line in a, uh, it was a movie about Rocky Marciano, the boxer. Okay. Um, and John Favreau was in it. He was playing Rocky Marciano. Oh, okay. And uh, I played the role of this usher. So he's he's fighting some, I know nothing about boxing, but he's like yeah, fighting yeah. Some, some dude and he knocks him out so badly they think he might be dead and uh and everyone's panicking and i this usher come running down the aisle I'm like the ambulance is on the way i think that was my line i think that was yeah. it and yeah. i was so excited it was like the <laughs> best day ever i loved it I remember yeah. john navro like looked me in the eye as i said the line I'm like oh my god i can't believe this is happening <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, it was thrilling. That was the yeah. end. That was the first time I was ever on a on a set, and it was thrilling. Yeah, I bet it was. I'd be excited. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly. That's great. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. And you got Twinkle all the way. Mm-hmm. That must have been exciting too, to get to uh, work on this fun Christmas movie. Was that your first Christmas movie that you'd done? That was my first Christmas movie. And that one, yeah, that was very special. That sort of really um, was like the gateway uh, to the to this amazing genre uh, that I now sort of find myself in. Um, and a lot of it, it truly is, it's thanks to Brian Herzlinger. Brian Herzlinger was the director of that movie. And he also- Love him. He, yeah, he's amazing. And yeah. he and his wife wrote the script for that one. Yeah. And in 2000, 
eight, when I was living in Chicago, he and I did a movie together. It was like his first big directing movie and my first sort of sizable role in a terrible movie. And, um, but I played Heather Graham's assistant and it was like, I just had the best time. And, and, uh. and he and I became like fast friends. Uh, and we've stayed in touch since then. And then nearly a decade later, he called and said, listen, I got this movie. There's a role in here for you. Although Lifetime doesn't know who you are. <laughs> so I'm going to do what I can to like, make sure they see you and like consider you because I think this is, this is a great role for you. I was yeah. very, very excited. Um, ended up making a quick tape so that Lifetime could like see who the heck I was. And, uh, and I booked it and they said, yeah, he looks great. Bring him on. And, uh, and ended up meet, that's where I met Sarah Drew. Uh, that's where I met Ryan McPartland. The fact that Ryan McPartland and I were playing brothers and he is like 10 feet tall and <laughs> I am like four feet tall. I just think like yeah. that's genius casting right there. Yeah. Um, and that's where, yeah. And my first Christmas movie with Brian and I've done three with him since. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, I'd love to go all the way. It's one of my faves. And I mean, it must've been surreal to be Leslie and Warren's <laughs> son. I mean, <laughs> Yes. Okay. So a twinkle. are you a clue fan? Like, did you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. From back in the day. Yeah. So clue that movie for me was, it's like a masterclass in comedy. It's such a funny movie and she, you know, mm -hmm. she's an icon. And then to like meet her and it's like, yeah. Miss, Miss Scarlet is my mother. Uh, <laughs> well, and she's the original Cinderella. And she's the original Cinderella. Let, let's yeah. forget. And mission impossible. Um, yeah. So the fact that she was, uh, yeah, she was my mother was kind of surreal. And on our first day, like I just flown in to shoot it and she arrived the same day and they took us to the grocery store at the same time uh -huh. to load up our little hotel rooms. And I just remember like I'm walking with a cart next to Leslie Ann Ward and we're buying our groceries together. I'm like, where am I? What is happening? This is amazing. Please yeah. don't let me up. Do you know right. what I mean? This is amazing. Did you need? Do you need any Cheerios, Leslie? Okay, great. I'll get them. For you. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is happening in my life? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, such a great cast in that movie, all around. Sarah Drew and yeah. Ryan McPartland, yes. so great. Uh, and you all obviously must have hit it off because you yeah, continue to work together. Yeah, we kind of became this like little trio during our time together. And yeah, it was just sort of, it's always special in, on anything, whether it's a, a theater piece or film TV, like when that chemistry just sort of naturally happens without mm -hmm. an effort. Like that's just sort of special. That's like, that's the gold. Um, yeah. And the three of us just got along so well. And then on our off time, we were off having adventures together. Mm -hmm. um, but also creatively to be able to like have great conversations about the scene and like okay so what are we going to do here and what can we do to make it work and Brian is always so in encouraging of that of like what do we want to do how can we make this maybe a little funnier and like what can we yeah. do to pump things up Brian loves the comedy which is why I love Brian mm -hmm. um, we sort of speak a similar language in that regard um, but no and, and Sarah, Sarah Sarah is she's an amazing human being um, and just a deeply, deeply talented individual. Um, I, 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 her and I have become very good friends over the years and I just admire her so much. I admire uh, 
there's nothing there's nothing surface about anything she does do you know what i mean she digs into everything quite deeply uh every role every word every everything she does uh, whether she's writing it or performing it and i just admire it and appreciate who she is and what she does so yeah. much yeah. yeah i do too yeah and so i love lots of little scenes in twinkle all the way but like I think the wedding, because I'm normally actually not that big of like a, a like bridal movie fan in these in this in Hallmark, because mm-hmm. uh, I hate the bridezilla and just like selfish characters. <laughs> but uh, but with this one, the wedding was just so thoughtful and sweet and and wonderful, and it, it was like the opposite of a bridezilla, and uh, just there were so many lovely set pieces like that. Like I also loved the um the hot chocolate uh, little fun party that they have with the girls yeah, <laughs> yeah. hot chocolate sleepover party that was so yeah fun. there were so many yeah it, it's a really sweet movie in that regard I totally agree with you with that sort of the the wedding and all of that stuff it's yeah actually, it's really sweet it's really really sweet when he makes her view it was so fun I know <laughs> and then there's sort of cute, cute little like painting moment where she paints his shirt oh yeah him. yeah I mean, now when they got the bells the uh i don't know it's just very 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 sweet and uh and so there was it was kind of a a big moment i guess when you have this kiss with your husband which on the on the movie were you aware that that was like something that hadn't been done a lot in these movies Uh, i was not actually and when we when we did so we shot it a few different ways um because it's not in the script um so we shot it without and then brian approached us and was like well what do you guys think could you would you want to and and mark uh who played my husband mark Anime, he hit mm-hmm. a lovely talented man yeah um he was like oh, okay so uh, it just it, and we I, I don't know we only did a couple of takes and then we kind of moved on and it's and it's uh, i almost feel silly for not sort of clocking it at the time of like oh right this is this could be a, this could be important but it it wasn't. It was just like, oh, okay, great. So that's yeah. that's great. It feels natural, and because um, of course everyone's waiting for Sarah and Ryan to have their big Christmas morning kiss. Um, uh, but I actually, in hindsight, now look back and like, wow, what a what a sweet and magical moment, and just in uh, that it it meant so much to a lot of people, and sort of um, also just sort of helped to raise the bar, I think, a little mm-hmm. bit in terms of LGBTQ. A visibility um and say you know this is this is what families look like and this is all this and love is love is love is love is love yeah. yeah well it almost means more that it was just of course like yeah that of course they're they're married of course they're yeah married. yeah of course they're gonna say you know merry christmas and have a little yeah. smooth yeah right. it's uh yeah exactly it's not like you know they're making out or anything but it's just like a little like oh i yeah. love you Good morning. Merry Christmas. Right. Yeah. We're married. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> right. that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you did the holiday fix up with Ryan. So mm-hmm. you obviously, uh, like I said, you obviously got along well, uh, yeah. keep mm-hmm. working with uh, people. That's always a good sign. <laughs> no, listen, return business is always a good yeah. sign. I am, uh, it's, it's when they don't call again, you start to get yeah. worried. um uh no so fix up so there was a so twinkle we shot in 19 and then of course 2020 was everybody's favorite pandemic yeah then in 2021 things were picking up again 
and Brian directed um, Fix Up and and Ryan was one of the producers on it. And they're like, hey, we've got this great role of her, her, her producer slash agent, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great. And Jana, um, delightful human being, uh, was so happy to meet her. Um, although the majority of my scenes, because I was on the phone or on FaceTime, I was by myself pretty much that mm-hmm. whole show. Um, and also there was a lot of- Oh, you know, yeah. COVID protocols and things that were still in place. Yeah. So uh, so it was great, but I only had one or two scenes with somebody, which was with, with Jana. And uh, uh, and then I was just by myself. Mm, that's I, right. I forgot that. Did, did you have to quarantine before for um, for 2020 and 2021 movies? Um, I, I didn't work at all in 2020. I, mm. And so, uh, but, uh, by the time I worked, started working again in 2021, um, we didn't have to quarantine, but mask rules and testing yeah. and a lot of that is still very much in place, actually like masks and testing and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah. but I know when Ryan had to go to Vancouver to shoot, uh, he shot that Christmas comedy, like with Rachel Dratch and, um, oh yeah, Cluster Funke. That's it. I forgot he was in that. Uh, yeah. But I, he, that was like back in the day where he had to sit in a hotel room for like two weeks. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, bless your heart. Um, I mean, I guess you can like binge watch some shows. I know. That'd and be if, fun. And if you watched any of his like Instagram stories and stuff, it was just watching Ryan slowly lose his mind. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I loved watching them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So with uh, Ranger Games Homecoming, you must have been excited not only to be involved, but also the fact that Sarah wrote it, like that she wrote the part specifically for you. That was uh, that was and is um, honestly, it's it's one of the most flattering uh, things that's ever happened to me. Uh, uh, she had sort of hinted after Twinkle all the way that she was working on something, um, and then uh, I guess uh, last winter she she sent me a copy of the draft. I was like, and she goes, and I this is your voice has been stuck in my head which I love. I love that I got in her head. Uh, and, and she goes, and this is, you know, I, I really, really want you to do it. And I, and I read it. I loved the role immediately. And, but I also just loved the script. Um, it was so fun. Um, but also the way she sort of weaves in grief into this topic in such a thoughtful, authentic way because um, the reality is for Chris- Christmas isn't all, you know, twinkle lights and happiness for a lot of people, that often for for many of us, it it brings up the that empty seat that's at the table that year. Yeah. What I mean of the person that yeah. we miss. And to have a movie that uh, sort of openly deals with what that could feel like and what that would be like, it's so relatable, mm-hmm. uh, while also having a lovely romance and some comedy all sort of woven into it. I just found the balance of it was brilliant uh and uh, and i loved all of my scenes my scenes were just a delight uh just to be able to just sarah and i kind of horsing around and playing yeah. and make each other laugh uh we just had such a great time and also again brian herslinger he directed that one too yeah. um and the fact that he was there and sarah and they just had such trust in me um to play and improvise and you know, just just uh, create in the moment. 
mm-hmm. um, uh, was deeply flattering. And it was, we just, again, it, the three weeks that we shot, it was, it went by in, in a flash because it was just so much fun. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If, if when working with Brian, if he allows you to kind of improv and and uh, and create some comedy, on yes. the script. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, there's usually a bit of a conversation, and it's usually like just sort of one word. Like he'll just sort of walk up and go, "Do you think you could find?" And I'll be like, "Uh huh." And then we just sort of we just, yeah. sort of, just sort of throw some things out there. And and uh, for me, if the crew is laughing, that I feel like I'm going the right way. Because mm-hmm. the big difference, honestly, with doing comedy on stage is that you get that immediate gratification, of course. Of right. Like, okay, well, that line worked. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're doing it on camera, it's like you do it and you're like, crickets. Like yeah. nothing, you know what I mean? So it, it's uh, it's nice if you see that the boom operator is shaking. You're like, oh, okay, then maybe this is, I'm onto something here. <laughs> well, I've always thought it would be hard too because since you have to do everybody's coverage, you end up doing the part so many, you do the line so many right. times. And so right. you, I, I would think I would start to lose confidence of like, is this really funny after you've done it? A bunch, I mean, I know they don't do that many takes in these movies, but still, right. uh, I, I think that would be hard to be like confident in the humor. Yeah, I mean, it can, the sort of doing it over and over again, sort of, you start to like question and go like, oh, you know what I should do? Oh, you know what I should do? Oh, it's like you do. <laughs> to sort of get to a point where like, okay, Brian, it's, you know, it's up to the editor now and sort of surrender that you put something out there that that will work. Um, But yeah, it can't, it's, it's finding what that, that sort of boundary is and being, and being comfortable and confident of like, okay, I think I've given them some good options here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I could stand here juggling all day and, and come up with a million different things, but (laughs) we have things to do. We have to get through the schedule um, and a bunch of other scenes to shoot. Yeah. Well, and what I thought was so brilliant about Ranger Games Homecoming is the way that it captured the people who watch these movies want to feel like they want to feel that the leading guy really desires the girl, you know, like you want it to be swoon worthy and they have they have him literally begging for her to give him another chance. I mean, that was so romantic. And I think that sometimes they're a little bit afraid more so on Hallmark than on Lifetime, but they're a little afraid to lean into the tropes of the genre, Mm -hmm. you know, that like they don't want to be seen as cheesy or they don't want to be seen as over the top. And, uh, and I say, don't worry about that. Lean in. We want it to be a little over the top. We want it to be a little bit ridiculous. We want it to be something that probably won't happen in real life. We don't care. We're not watching these movies for like realistic romance. We want something out of a romance novel. And, right. uh, and she got that in her script. I think. I, I couldn't agree more And watching, watching those scenes between the two of them. They have such a lovely and amazing chemistry. That's just mm-hmm. delightful to watch. Um, also, I think Justin in this movie, I, I, was blown away with just I love Justin uh, uh, and he and I got along great but I didn't have a ton of scenes with him but yeah. I, we, we hung out a lot but then watching the movie as a whole he was so nuanced and he's so funny like you look like because you, you look at him and you know he's he's this giant mountain of a man and and you know he, he does look like an action star and uh, but underneath it is this sort of sweet geeky funny person and that he really let that come through in this movie and I fell madly in love with him I thought he was just so sweet endearing 
kind of lost. Do you know what I mean? Like the character's just like, he's seeking something and it's yeah. nothing satisfying him. And then he finds her. And at the end of the day, he's kind of just a big musical theater geek. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I just want to be around you. Like, oh, yeah. That oh. is really romantic. <laughs> right. You can be around me, Jensen. You can be around yeah. me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years, each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques. Including special episodes in our side series that twist the format, we've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. I think that that is just what everybody kind of dreams of, is some guy who just, a guy or girl, whatever it might be, that just loves being around you so much and thinks you're just yeah. the greatest. That's what you want. <laughs> I'm very lucky in that regard. My husband says that to me all the time. Uh, like, I just want to be around you. I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's the dream. That's yeah. the dream. Yeah. Uh, I thought she did a great job with that. But, so do you think that you would be particularly good at any of the games? Oh, at any of the games. Now I am uh, an incredibly uh, uncompetitive person. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the thought of competition kind of just makes me shrivel a little bit. Um, but I would say of all of the game, I wouldn't want to do the polar bear plunge. I would, the, the, the dog sled derby, not the hockey, no. What was the other one? I'm missing one. There's the dog sled derby. There's the polar bear plunge. There's the hockey game. Oh, the ice sculptures. The oh, ice yeah. One. Maybe the ice, because that's a bit artistic. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. I've, not that I've ever carved ice in my entire life, but let's go with that one. I'll say, I think I would be genius at that. Mine, it would definitely be the plunge because I'm I'm a like decent swimmer. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I could do that. I, I, I love open water swimming. I've never done, like, I've never done polar bear, right. uh, but I've had some friends who have, but I love uh, particularly, I'm here in Utah. And so I, oh. uh, we have mm-hmm. a, uh, uh, we have Salt Lake open water swim right. every year. And, and uh, so that's, that's as intense as I get, but it's pretty intense. It's hard. That's, that sounds very intense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like open water. I'm not <laughs> swimming pools. Okay. I like seeing what's around me. <laughs> Um, just because there could always be a shark, basically. Well, and, and- at least you don't have to worry about that in the Great Salt Lake. No, indeed. Although my mind would not be convinced of that. So. <laughs> well, we sometimes try to trick new new people that, oh, the, the sharks in the Great Salt Lake. That's right. The Great Salt Lake sharks. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for them. Right. <laughs> I, would believe, I would be one of the people to believe you. Yeah. So you are also in We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Yeah. This season. Mm-hmm. So for Hallmark and you were running this in and we all kind of wondered like, what is the end goal of this in? Because they right. damaged these people's car and they're like, the week is on us. Right. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> we figured there must be some kind of, it must be some secret thing between Santa and the inn owners and the therapist all working together. Yes. Yeah. Clearly we have disposable income because we're just <laughs> cars left, right, and center to make them stay. We think you get the funding from Santa. Yes. 
Yeah. So the funding, I think that's exactly it. So the funding comes from the North Pole. It probably gets laundered in Bermuda, wherever they find the money these days. Right. And then comes to, to the therapist who then pays the in. I don't know, but it's it's all happened yeah. somewhere. Like Santa's like investing in crypto or something like that, like making all this money. And yeah. uh, he feels it into the inn, which then saves, which is like, we figured that the therapist is like a silent partner in all of this. Right. Oh, you have really yeah. thought this one. I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I haven't thought it out nearly as much. Um, but you, kind of I, What I, is going on great. here? <laughs> um no it was kind of i don't know the, that one was fun but i i, I mean it was kind of interesting because it seemed like a new kind of christmas story to tell one yeah. of a married couple who's like as opposed to a couple trying to you know get together for the first time or rediscovering each other right uh, like a married couple that's sort of on the rocks and they're trying to figure things out mm -hmm. and who are we with our magical little inn in vermont because it, it's always an inn in vermont right. and um and uh and then the therapist and all that sort of stuff i mean yeah, it could also be really good for the like wind windshield installer business there in the she, town she's totally in on it too <laughs> yeah. cindy cindy in the garage yeah so we're we're all we're all making bank up there yeah, you know except, for, I mean? yeah. except for you have to give all these free stays so i know but clearly we're not hurting i mean the end looked pretty good you know yeah, it really did. Like we were doing okay there's yeah. lots of people wandering around so and is everybody at the end um, like, are they all couples in distress? Is that is that all we allow to stay there? These are great questions. I mean, why didn't I ask these questions when we were shooting this thing? I don't know. I feel like I didn't do my job. That's why I mean, that was my first thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is just an interesting place. Like that, this mad the you know the magic of the inn, you know, yes. it heals relationships. So yeah. No, indeed. And it does, you know, it that the, there's a sweet sort of like little, yeah, magical energy <laughs> about this place. Yeah. And, and these two guys are sort of uh, gently shepherding uh, this couple um, mm -hmm. to, to find each other again. Yeah. And, uh, and clearly, in the end, it works. Yeah. Um, Did you, you get to play with alpacas at all or? or uh... I was, uh, you brought up a sore point. Uh, <laughs> I might need a moment. Um, I was not allowed to play with the alpacas because uh, I didn't have any scenes on that particular uh, uh, set on that particular. Yeah. Um, so I initially I was excited because one of the places we did shoot was called a ranch, but there uh -huh. were no animals on it. I'm like, well, what the heck kind of ranch is this? <laughs> um, but there were no animals. Uh, and so I did not see any alpacas. I was hoping to, but sadly, next time, that's definitely something I'm going to be bringing yeah. up to my agent and being like, what we need to get that in writing. <laughs> For the next when one. we wish you a merry christmas too that's right we definitely need some alpacas Brian needs maybe alpaca we could get to know the inn owners better yeah. in in the sequel right because you're that's a married right. couple so like what if you needed the help of the inn for right. your own marriage the innkeepers themselves because yes. the uh the ones in need of of help <laughs> the alpacas could... are the one that saved them yeah <laughs> and you could have palaha and Marisol, they come in and help. Like maybe they're that concerned was. about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be nice. We got um, it written already. Let's yeah, I know. Hey, hey, Hallmark, are you listening? <laughs> I'll I'll text Christopher right after this. And be yes, like, we've got we've got it. Book 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 the time. We're gonna do it. <laughs> be a big hit. I'd watch it. <laughs>
Hey, that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun because also that was my first Hallmark movie. Yeah. So I've not I've not worked with them before. So I was very, uh, very happy to to have the opportunity. And again, it was it was a all I've been so lucky all of these movies, but I was very lucky that I had three movies, period. Like I'm yeah. incredibly grateful uh, that for the opportunities that were presented to me in mm -hmm. 2022. And um uh, but this being my first hallmark, it, they were delightful. Everyone has been so delightful. And yeah, every set that I've worked on has been so nice. Was that one in Vancouver? Filmed in Vancouver? That one was shot in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh, okay. Which is so funny. So for a period of time, uh, I actually did live in Vermont um, in 20, when did we go? Because I was in New York. And then as things got a little kooky with the pandemic, my partner and I, we moved up to Vermont because we have friends up there. And so we were staying up there for about a year and a half. Um, and it's funny because every Christmas movie is in Vermont. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, oh, you're running it in in Vermont and we're going to shoot it in Winnipeg. <laughs> I'm like, in the <laughs> flattest place in Canada, uh, we're going to pretend it's Vermont. But, you know, through the magic of CGI and things, yeah. make it look like Vermont. But yeah, we totally shot it in Winnipeg in June. And because oh. it's Winnipeg, it was like legitimately still cold. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I was going to say, yeah. were you roasting? Yeah. No, there were we, uh, the sun sort of came out part way through, but like the first few days, it was like, oh my gosh, I need my winter coat again. This is this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the Nebraska of Canada, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. It's just like when we had to drive <laughs> to some of the smaller towns for the exteriors that we were doing, uh -huh. we're just driving and driving, and you can see forever. It's just flat. I'm like, wow, Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Santa's Got Style, we were big fans. We really enjoyed it. And it's so ridiculous. The whole premise, the idea that she wouldn't recognize her friend just because he has a beard on. Like, I feel like it was so ridiculous that you kind of just, that almost helped you, helped me yes. just accept it and have fun with it. You know, yeah. do you agree? I do, no, I think yeah, I, and I and I listened to the the podcast uh, that you recorded and uh, with Tatasha and Bree and just talking about it, and I could not agree more that you kind of just have to drink the Kool Aid and go with it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Get on board, and you're like, <laughs> okay, she doesn't recognize your best friend because he's got a beard on. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's uh, do it. <laughs> be, be on board for this adventure and uh, and just have fun and enjoy mm -hmm. the silliness and the play. It's a yeah. it's kind of a it's a romance yes but it's also kind of a christmas farce mm -hmm. uh, and so if you can just sort of stay in that place and just enjoy it and just delight in it um it's that's the only way to watch it i think yeah so did you do like a self-tape for this one or did they how did you get this role so this was this one was i was actually i was in winnipeg shooting um uh, uh we wish you married christmas and my agent um kathy sent me this uh breakdown she goes now listen she goes I'm, I'm submitting you against type because the breakdown said big burly intimidating security guard um and i am not a big you know, i'm i'm very yeah. heat uh and uh it's just, but i think you could do something with this and the casting director was uh, uh rachel lamarch who actually was also the casting director for twinkle um so uh, i had a relationship yeah. with her because I think and Rachel said she's totally open to seeing whatever you'd want to do. So come up with something. I think you could do something with this. So I read the scenes and I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. I love I love Adam immediately. And I see and I see in him like he's like 
oh, he's a he's a little dog who thinks he's a big dog. He, yeah. So it's the whole thing, like he thinks he's a CIA agent and everything is incredibly, incredibly serious. Um, and so I threw together a quick tape and uh, send it off. And, uh, and not that long later, they was like, yes, yes, that's exactly what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I was just thrilled that they were so open to sort of seeing someone that didn't quite fit what was called for in the breakdown. Um, and that also my agent was sort of uh, gung-ho. Yes. I think you could do this. So like, just, just play with this and come up with something. Yeah, that's an agent who's earning her keep. Yes, that's yes. That's great. Uh, no, she's she's terrific. She's really amazing, and uh, and I uh, I was so grateful. I had so he uh, one of perhaps my favorite roles of all time was yeah. was Adam. And it was and, so funny. <laughs> I mean, were you a little bit nervous about looking silly, or did you just from the beginning just go for it? Oh no, I just went for it. I yeah, totally yeah. like first day went for it. Uh, the first one of the first things I shot was the um it's the scene where she's having lunch with Rafe when he's in the Santa outfit and I'm like we're under a code purple. We need to talk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right? And then I exit the scene and I crash into the door on the way out. Um so that was the first day and I was like I'm going to crash into the store. I'm just throwing it all out there and I'm going to see yeah. They're like, Brian, no, that's too much. <laughs> then I'll pull it back. But I was like, okay. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to crash into the door on the way out. And so <laughs> it makes a, a heck of a bang on, on set. And everyone, everyone thought I had hurt myself. I was like, what's happened? What's happened? I'm like, comedy happened, people. <laughs> Um, no, and everybody, Amy, Amy Force, our director, she was so supportive and she would come at me with ideas. She goes, what if it's like this? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would just throw ideas around. Yeah. Uh, so every, she was incredibly encouraging and then playing with Catherine and Franco, uh, uh, and, and Annie who plays, uh, her, the assistant, uh, mm. we just, we just played and had fun. And my goal was always to make Franco laugh. Because it's hard. I would see him like tightening his lips through that beard. I'm like, I'm gonna get you. Um, did yeah. you ad lib lines like pandas for pa pandemonium for pandas? I did. Yeah, I, I added a few things. Yes, I added pandemonium. It was still a. It was supposed to be the panda tower. Yeah, it was panda tower. And then I was like, it's pandemonium. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and a few of the sort of like the sort of threatening moments where I'm like really yeah. Lean. <laughs> and like, um, yeah, I uh, I had a lot of fun just sort of creating and, and everyone was very supportive of it. Yeah. So yeah, is that what kind of gave you the confidence to just go for it and be yeah be silly? It, no, exactly, and just to be totally silly and because I thought it, I have to for me to really come off. He still he has to be. You have to, as ridiculous as he is. You also have to believe him, and mm -hmm. that's what makes him funny, right? Is right, right authenticity to him that this guy is out to solve this this mystery who the heck is santa yeah. um and that you know he would fingerprint somebody at a party and just like you know, that, that you have oh to that seems so funny um so yeah that's i think the key to underneath the silliness there still has to be truth and authenticity mm -hmm. well it's true because what you were saying about the kind of the character that thinks they're so great at something, but they're 
ridiculous. You know, if you think about somebody like Will Ferrell, like so many of his roles are basically that where he like, he thinks he's the greatest increment or the greatest elf or the greatest, whatever. And, uh, and it's, he's ridiculous, but he plays it straight. So that's what makes it funny. Yeah. That person and Adam, perfect example of that. Adam doesn't think he's ridiculous. Right. Adam, Adam thinks he's an expert at security. Adam thinks he is a top dog that nothing gets by him, that he's the smartest person in the room uh, and that he really should probably work for the CIA. He's that good. Um, And so he has no idea that he's, so yeah, you can't have it to play it. You can't have any idea that you are a clown. You're ridiculous. It has to be dead serious. And that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. Well, I bet you got a lot of, a lot of joy out of trying to get Catherine to break. (laughs) <laughs> yes she's she's very solid though i mean i love her but she's she's got great focus she uh I, I wasn't very successful at making her she would laugh after um but in the moment she maintained her composure brilliantly it was franco that i would always see that uh, yeah that beard i'm like i'm coming for you <laughs> um no it was just the whole thing was a delight and it's being it's been received so well and by people and people are just just like you said, people are just getting on board with it yeah. and having fun and and just enjoying it. Yeah, it was one of my favorites of 2022 Christmas. It was so funny, <laughs> and I'm you so see happy. so many of these movies, and they don't go for the the comedy. You know, they forget the calm and the rom com. Yes, and I'm here for it. You know what yeah. I mean? I am all about like let's tone down the rom and bring up the calm. You know. <laughs> Because that's more my style. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I I've been grateful that in pretty much all of the movies, um, I would say not there wasn't as much comedy in uh, uh, We Wish You a Married Christmas. Um, there was some. There's a little bit of comedy in there. But uh, with with uh, Ranger Games and Santa's Got Style, though, uh, yeah, there was lots of fun to to be had. And mm-hmm. grateful that the that every the, whether it was Brian on Ranger Games or. Um, uh, Amy directing on on Santa's Got Style were very encouraging and mm-hmm. playful, and we're like, just bring it, just keep yeah. throwing things, and and see what sticks. Well, we're glad we have you in our corner getting the comedy. Yes, let's <laughs> go. Yeah, it gives us hope for twenty twenty three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because that's just, I'm it, honestly the what's been so lovely is is the people from time to time reach out to me like, listen, I'm not a Sarah Drew or, you know, I, I, I'm not as a big, as big a deal as some of the people that I've had the privilege to work with, uh-huh. but people, you know, find me on the social medias and send me little messages from time to time after they've seen them, seen the movies. And the thing that I just love so much is the joy that it brings in people's lives. And it's, it's so easy to, with this particular genre, I think for people to sort of roll their eyes and go, ugh, these Christmas movies. Yeah. But they people actually, who don't watch them usually. It's usually people yeah. who don't watch them and they they don't know what they don't know what they're talking about. But these these movies provide so much solace and joy and happiness uh, to people's lives. Not just during the holidays. I get messages from people who watch these things all year long because it makes them feel good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, then that's that's what it's all about. That's the kind of work I want to do. I want to be a part of the things that make people feel good feel good about themselves feel good about life yeah provide a sense of comfort well i've said that a lot that that romantic comedies are really important genre because they're inherently hopeful mm-hmm. they're inherently 
about good winning and love winning and we need that we need hope no i agree and i am increasingly the older i get i care about how i feel at the end of whatever it is i'm watching do you know mm-hmm. what i mean i care about that i want to feel good at the end of it i don't yeah. want to feel tired and i don't want to feel like i'm fretting over the world or or anything like i kind of i want to feel good I want to go to bed afterwards and yeah. sleep really well. Um, do you know? And I, so yeah. that's why I think this genre actually is an important, it's a really important genre and it, it provides a lot uh, of love and hope and joy to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah I had a friend on uh, one of my friends, uh, fellow critics, he hadn't watched any Hallmark movies before. And this last season, uh, he watched The Holiday Sitter and Hanukkah on the Rye. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I really liked it. I can't believe it. I said, I told you. <laughs> like, obviously there's some that are terrible, right. like any genre and any sure. studio, there's oh, some yeah, that are good, some that are bad. But, yeah. uh, but uh, for the most part, I mean, like, look, there's like how many Christmas movies were made in 2022? Like yeah. 0.6 million. There's a million. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So even I can watch them all. <laughs> which is like the fact that you would watch as many as you did. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you found the time, but, uh, but you know, there are some that are perhaps not as good as others. Um, and I've been very lucky. I think, I, I think yeah. the ones I've been uh, privileged to be a part of have been, have been great. I'm like lifetime has been so kind to me, uh, and so welcoming to me and I'm excited to, to continue to do things with them. Um, no, I'm very, I'm, I feel very lucky so far. So good. I've not been in a stinker. <laughs> yeah. It's really a good batch. It's true. Right. Not a, yeah, not a bad one. I you, mean, you heard yeah. it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Even I have to say the holiday fix up, they had the most epic snowball fight I've ever seen it. Like they had like this really, like, it was like classical music playing. Oh like, yeah. The slow motion and yeah. all that. Oh, it, I loved that scene. It was so funny to watch. <laughs> Um, no, I get, it's like, I, I, that's like sort of vintage, like that's classic Brian Herzlinger. Do you know what I mean? He, he knows what he's doing when it comes to comedy and how to shoot things. He shoots beautiful movies. He really, really does. He's such a, such a great talent, but also uh, knows comedy, which makes me just love him all the more. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. We have our fun questions to end the interview. And I figured since we're talking all about Christmas movies, I do the Chris- Christmas one for you. Oh, okay. So all right. In the right. holiday mindset. Okay. And <laughs> first question, what is your favorite holiday drink? My favorite holiday drink? Um, I do enjoy a bit of eggnog, but I don't, I, I don't drink it straight up. 
-hmm. but I also don't put any booze in it. What I like to do, and it's always just the week before, it's the week before Christmas, and it's the only time I allow myself to do it, is I get eggnog and I put it in my morning coffee. Oh. And so I have like a little eggnog coffee um, uh, the week of Christmas, and it's just like delightful and creamy and sweet and delicious. Yeah, that sounds good. That yeah. sounds good. All right, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? My favorite holiday cookie, my mom makes amazing shortbread cookies. She makes them every year. Um, and they just sort of melt in your mouth. And it's like the perfect sort of crumbly, delicious, buttery, sugary, yummy goodness. Mm. And yeah, I eat all of them. Yum. Yeah. That sounds good. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? My favorite Christmas song or carol um gosh what is my favorite christmas summer care i tend to do you know um uh it's a it's a a, a men's uh acapella singing group called um chanticleer um, oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. they're based in san francisco and they have this christmas album that i tend to listen to at christmas i mean it's all very sort of classical and some of it's in latin and things like that yeah there's something their harmonies are kind of amazing and so that tends to be another one of just like in the weeks leading up to Christmas, I start to listen to them on my phone and stuff like that. Like Carol the Bells, I think of with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to lean a bit more to the traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. Although around the house, I'll play like, you know, this sort of like classic 60s, like mm -hmm. Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald singing Christmas yeah. songs and stuff like that. The modern stuff, the latest stuff, I don't tend to listen to that. Yeah. Well, now that I know that you're into musical theater, we'll, we'll have to have you in our dream uh, fantasy Christmas Hallmark musical like it, I, I don't know how they haven't done it yet because it would be the hugest ratings yeah and I mean, I mean they got close because they did the Rockettes one this year didn't they they did a whole oh yeah 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 they did and yeah and they've had like little musical sequences like in Christmas waltz when he they're, they're kind of waltzing down the street and mm -hmm. stuff like that is super fun but I just think everybody would watch that. And there's so many people in the like Hallmark universe who are super talented and singers yeah. and dancers and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a part of Christmas music, yeah. Christmas songs, carols. So uh, they should do it. So let's go. Let's go Hallmark. Home. Come on now. Yeah. Like, and you think uh, these live musicals do so well. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah they do incredibly well. Yeah. So um, let's, it's just yeah. there. <laughs> it, you're listening all mark do it well, it will be i'm available hit. 2023 yes. is looking very open at the moment so let's go <laughs> yes all right what is your favorite classic christmas movie my favorite classic christmas movie so sort of a tradition my mom and i would always watch a christmas carol i think it's called scrooge technically with it's albert finney yeah uh, uh, not, uh not with albert finney with uh alistair sim Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, I think, from 1950. I sort of just like post war. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend that's to watch it. It's a great that. one. It's a great one. I, it's, it's, he's kind of amazing as Scrooge. He's like one of my favorite Scrooges of all time. And everyone's a little melodramatic. Like, I know the actor who plays Marley is, he literally has a moment where he, his hand comes up to his forehead and he's like, whoa, it's me. <laughs> And I just yeah. love it. I'm like, yeah. yes, go there. Go for it. Yeah. Did you see Spirited this year? I didn't get to see oh, it. You should see it. Said it's like, it's really, really great. And so I will definitely watch it because I hear it. Really it's funny. Really funny. Uh, but yeah, then that's a, that's a really great one. Uh, and he does what I call crazy Scrooge, uh, <laughs> where you know, he's running around London. <laughs> 
Yes. He does that really well. Yes. I, and that's such great stuff. Like, I wonder if there's part of me secretly hopes one day, many years down the road, that I could play Scrooge. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, many years down the road. I'm very young still. Um, but uh, but one day I would love to play yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I'd I'd be all over that. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of it, which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? Scrooge. Yeah. Okay. Clear lights or colored? Oh, colored. Okay. Uh, would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Build a snowman. Ah, very good. Okay. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? I would consider myself a okay. I'm neither good nor bad. I'm safely in the middle. It'll, <laughs> it'll look reasonable. Like I put a yeah. little bit of thought into it, but not a ton. You won't embarrass yourself, but. I won't completely embarrass myself. <laughs> But for those that have like, you know, a gift wrapping room in their homes. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. It's sort <laughs> of like the cat will probably get in there somehow and it'll just be, you know, it'll be what it'll be. Yeah. So do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I do have an ugly Christmas sweater. Yes. What's your ugliest Christmas sweater? So the ugly Christmas sweater I have, it's sort of a, a you know, really sort of garish red and green, of course, and there's a bit of yellow in there, and there's a big grumpy cat right in the middle of it, sort of grimacing at you with an elf hat on it with a bell, an actual bell on the sweater that dings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That sounds like a good one. I think they, did they have a ugly Christmas sweater party and married? Wish you Merry Christmas. Uh, we yes, and we wish you a wish you a Merry Christmas. We yeah. did have a Christmas sweater party, and I remember putting my sweater. On, I'm like, this isn't ugly. This is cute. Yeah. <laughs> Can I keep this? Yeah. <laughs> like I like this. I like this. What does that say about me? I don't know. <laughs> well, you did it. You answered all the questions. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, talking with us. It was a blast. And uh, you want to share your social media or anything like that that you have? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, my name is just at Brian Sills, B-R-I-A-N-S-I-L-L-S on the Instagrams. Uh, So yeah, so I'm there, you know, living my life and doing my things. And thank you. This, it was such a delight to, to meet you and talk with you and I hope we get to do it again. Yes, we definitely have to. And uh, yeah, let us know if you're listening, what you think of all things we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, we're excited to see what you come up with in uh, 2023. Stay tuned. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'd like to thank Brian for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with them. Had a blast. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening and watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Be part of watch alongs, which are so much fun if you join the patron. And there's tons of festive designs on the uh, merch store. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much again to Brian. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.